Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, it is good to be here. It's good to be with you this morning. Um, as we left here and found ourselves being launched out into uh, the mission field of uh, care for the elderly and the sick and the dying and, and the whole realm of um, hospital chaplaincy and medical missions and those kinds of things, uh, it's been a wonderful journey. But uh, I tell you what, just uh, being able to have the privilege of regularly opening God's Word uh, with a group of individuals has been something that I've greatly missed. And uh, so I just want to thank um, thank the pastoral team here, uh, Pastor Wasink, who's is away on a well-deserved vacation, some time to get away. And if you don't get anything else out of this morning, at least your wonderful pastor is going away and being recharged this morning. Uh, and, and so you can at least be, be encouraged by that. And so, uh, but thank you to Pastor Quilla, Pastor Enderby, uh, just to give uh, this, uh, th- this opportunity uh, here this morning. And so if you would open up with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at the first three verses. And as we began as a church some 13 years ago, um, we began by opening up the book of Ephesians together and uh, opening this up and, and really seeing uh, just the richness of this particular book. And, and so this morning, I w- just want to bring you to this particular passage. And as we do so, one of the things that we see here, even in these three small verses, we see really the rhythms of Christian relationship and how we walk with one another in accordance with the gospel and how we live and how we walk. You know, we, as believers, it is in Christ, it's in God that in whom we live and move and we have our very being. And so as we live and we move and we have our very being uh, in the context of relationships with one another, here we have in front of us is really in many ways a summary statement of what does the Christian life look like? The, the title for this morning's message uh, is um, Rhythms of New Testament Relationships. And so that's what we're going to be looking at here this morning. So Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Just follow along with me as we read here. Paul writes, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Without, can we just pray and ask for the Lord just to be with us here this morning? Dear Lord, we thank you once again for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to come and just open your word and and just to hear you speaking um, as we read your words. Lord, would you come and encourage the hearts of believers here this morning? Encourage our hearts in the gospel. Encourage us in who you are and the walk that you have for us in the context of our relationships and as we live out our lives with one another of what that looks like and and, and how we walk out our days. And, And so, Lord, we thank you for this day. 
Lord, I thank you for your care for Providence Community Church and your smile upon it. And Lord, I just pray for your blessings upon our time together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You know, as, as we begin here, I want to kind of give you a little bit of a backdrop as to what's going on here in Ephesians 4. Because Paul begins by saying, I therefore, and so he is referencing something that has come before this. And so here we have in the book of Ephesians, we have six short chapters that many have called, many have called the book of Ephesians a, a little Bible. Uh, where in it you have, in chapters 1 through 3, you have these great foundational doctrinal truths of the Bible. You have the great doctrinal truths of the gospel, of who Jesus is and, and what he has done. And, and then in chapters 4 through 6, you have that gospel that we've talked about in chapters 1 through 3, and chapters 4 through 6 now lived out and walked out in our lives. Uh, it is, as many have said, it's a majestic book. Uh, th this book, it begins before the very foundations of the earth are laid. Of God's loving activity towards you. Of his care for you. To take you and adopt you in himself through Christ. And, and to make this unique family. All before the very foundations of the earth are laid. And then it goes all the way into how I'm to relate with my wife and how my wife's to relate with me and how my children are to relate with me and how my employer and, I, and, and employee relationships are to happen. It's, it's a majestic book. It's, it's one of these things where, um, in, in many ways, it's kind of like you looking over a great mountainscape and you see all of these peaks, chapters 1 through 3. The great peaks, the great, the, the great doctrines of, of the Christian faith, the gospel. And, and you see these, and, and you see these mountaintops. And, you know, when I say it's, it's short, it's not like uh, you don't look at it and kind of go, well, that's vague. <laughs> Just the same way you wouldn't look at a great mountainscape and go, well, that's kind of vague. <laughs> Instead, your heart is taken. Your heart's taken because of who Jesus is. <laughs> And what he's done for you. And what he's done for me before I was ever born. And then, in chapter 4, there's, there's a shift. Therefore, because of the gospel, now Paul is going to give us. Now, how do we now live and move and have our very being? In the context, as I sit down with you, and we walk with one another, and things don't always go so well. <laughs> and there's this rub, and what is that? And how do we live with one another? If I could give you a summary statement of these three verses, it's this. In chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, this is a summary statement of New Testament spirituality. As it is walked out in interpersonal relationships with one another. These, what we have in front of us is a summary statement of the rhythms of New Testament spirituality. As it's walked out, as we walk with one another. In other words, chapters 1 through 3, here's the gospel in all of its splendor. Chapters 4 through 6, here's the gospel in all of its splendor worked out in my life. <laughs> 
and in your life as we walk together. He begins with, I therefore a prisoner for the gospel, the prisoner for the Lord Jesus. And so immediately he opens our minds to this imagery of where we have here. This is one of Paul's four uh, prison epistles. He's writing to us from prison. And so as he's writing to us immediately, the imagery comes to our minds as to where uh, Paul is as he's writing that he's, he's been captured but in many ways, it's almost as though artfully a metaphor, a, a picture of what he's been captivated by. And that's chapters one through three. And so from one prisoner to another, from one person who's been captivated by the gospel and thus the repercussions of that in a fallen world, he's now speaking one prisoner to another. <laughs> and therefore, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling for which you've been called. Five times in these six chapters, Paul uses the word walk. Isn't that interesting? Short book, majestic view of all of Christian faith, of doctrine and all of Christian life, and five times he says, I want to talk to you about walking. So much of our Christian life and Christian relationship is, is about, hurry up, get it done. <laughs> Come on. And there's this anxiety. We, we need to be this. We need to do this. <laughs> you, you need to be this way with me. Instead, Paul says, I just want to talk to you about walking. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the rhythms of this great landscape. Chapters 1 through 3. And how it's worked out in our lives, verses 1 through 3 of chapter 4. Of the, the great truths of the gospel and, and walking this out. And so here we have one of these great walking statements. And so uh, of walk in a manner worthy of the calling for which you've been called. And so again, there is this imagery that our minds are brought to. Not only of what he's just talked to us about in chapters 1 through 3. Of that which we don't remember. That which we don't have the capacity to, to remember without God's word. Of, of his activity towards us before the very foundations of the earth were laid. We read that we're humbled, but then we're also brought back to, do you remember when Jesus first came to you and said hello? Do you remember when he broke into your existence? Do you remember that? Do you remember when you were so broken because of your broken life? And your sin, and there was so much guilt that you were carrying around with you. And he came to you and he said, Hello. <laughs> and he came to you in gentleness and kindness. And in his warmth, he came to you and he wrapped his arms around you and he said, You're mine, buddy. <laughs> Come into the family. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> it's scary, <laughs> but come on in. <laughs> And he came and he took you. That's what Paul's doing here. He's, he's bringing to our minds. And really it has this great quieting and humbling effect. And now he's going to talk to us about the rhythms of what this Christian, the Christian life, this New Testament spirituality, in light of chapters 1 through 3, of what this looks like as we walk out our lives together. The very first rhythm that we have where Paul says, 
in all humility. This is how he describes what the Christian life and Christian relationship is to look like. This first rhythm is, is that which looks like humility. And, you know, there's much that's been read. There's much that could be said, much been written, uh, much more that could be written and much more that could be said. But, you know, uh, better yet, let's just remember what Paul has said to us when he actually defines what humility is in, in, the, in the neighboring prison letter uh, in, in the book of Philippians, in Philippians chapter 2, when he defines for us what humility is and what that looks like. And he points us once again to Jesus. Jesus who left the Father's side. He left that glory and that relationship there with the Father. And He humbled Himself and He came and He came and He put on our skin. He was, he, he was and He is Emmanuel, God with us. And not counting equality with God a thing to be grasped. But put this aside. He came to be with me came to be with you. Put that aside and, and put on the form of a servant. You see, as, as we look at Paul and he's given us this first rhythm, immediately our minds are drawn to, well, what's humility? And, you know, we can, well, it's, it's doing this and be that. Well, we just go to Jesus and we see that and we see of his humility of us, He came to us. And so what's that look like in context of relationships with one another? It looks like as I'm relating with you, um, I'm laying down my agendas. <laughs> I'm laying down all the things of, where, of what you should do. <laughs> of how I'm going to now teach you from on high, from all of my great wisdom <laughs> that I'm now going to dispense upon you. But instead, it's, it's, it's what's Christian relationship look like? It's it's Emmanuel. It's God with us. It's to be with you. And how many of you know to be with someone in relationship? That's really messy. <laughs> Anybody know that? <laughs> if you don't know that, you're going to know that real soon. <laughs> it, it, it gets really messy. But it's, it's taking that aside and, and really seeing the value of this person. I mean, all too often we look at people as tasks, objects to get something done. That, that's pride speaking. Instead of I value your journey. I value where you've been. And boy, I don't know where that is. Well, could I let me come and be with you to serve you? That's, that's one of the first rhythms that Paul gives us of what, the, of what chapters 1 through 3 looks like in verses 1 through 3 here in chapter 4 of all humility. The second rhythm that we have is, is this one of gentleness. So humility and gentleness of uh, the, to, to giving you a definition of gentleness. Uh, I, gentleness is for me to relate with you in accordance with your weakness or maybe perceived weakness. Um, give you, well, maybe this illustration helps. If you see a baby lying there, uh, a ba- baby in a, in a, in a, a little crib or what have you. You don't just go in, you just don't pick it up. <laughs> oh, look, it needs to be picked up. It's crying. But instead, there's an awareness of, oh, you know what, its, it's neck is weak. And, and you take it and you, you, you hold it in a very specific way. 
Because you're, you're there and you're understanding of, 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 of what's going on with this person. And, and I, it needs to feel the warmth. And so I draw it and I bring it near. And, 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 and as I'm doing so, this is not about me. This is about this human being that I'm relating with and, and, and being with and, and connecting with and, 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 and where I'm, I'm drawing my attention to and in the sense of, uh, of responding that way. Because, you know, the fact of the matter is, folks, um, how many of you know life is just really hard? <laughs> it can't be just really hard. <laughs> And um, we can live really broken lives. We, we like to say, no, we don't. I've got it all together. <laughs> no problems here. <laughs> As the internal noise rages. Uh, about a year ago, I, I found myself at the bedside of a particular gentleman who um, was very, um, very well accomplished man. Uh, very successful uh, basically, if you were to ask, what do you want in life? He, he had it all. Christian, godly man. But he just got a diagnosis that rocked his world. And in that moment, as he received that diagnosis, he's there and he's wrestling with it. And he's thinking about the dreams that he had for his life, and now those dreams are now dying. So the death of dreams, and he's having to grieve that. And so now, what does this road now look like? And he looked at me, and, you know, very strong man, but very weak in that moment. And he looked at me, and he says, you know, no matter how strong any of us think we are, we're all just this close to breaking. That's all right. That's right. And as we began to sit there and talk, he became broken, increasingly so. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, whether you're in a hospital or you're sitting here at church and you're sitting side by side with someone, uh, we all have our places. <laughs> and one of the things that Paul talks to us about, what, what, what does Christian life look like? What's the rhythm look like? It's not this... Lording over, standing over, a little smirk. <laughs> they just don't have it yet, <laughs> like I do. But instead, it's humility. It's gentleness. It's Because we don't know where people have been. <laughs> and Which leads us to the third rhythm that we have here. This third rhythm of, what does the Christian life look like? It, it looks like patience. <laughs> you know, boy, how many of you know life just doesn't seem to go quick enough? <laughs> when I want it to, <laughs> and it speeds up when I don't want it to. <laughs> and um, But we have here this picture of patience. We, we all, as we all oftentimes say, you know, people don't grow very fast. I don't. <laughs> Boy, I'm, I, I'm still the same knucklehead that I left you when I left you, you know. <laughs> I'm, I still got the same struggles, still have the same weaknesses. And uh, boy, that's there. Um, we don't grow quick. We don't, we don't, we don't change quick. But, but, you know, God's plan for someone else, here, here's, here, here's the kicker. God's plan for someone else might be a little different than my plan for them. <laughs> How many of you know that? 
or, or my, my, of, of what I'm thinking and those kinds of things. And so um, th- this is something of where of realizing that that God is at work. And, and let me just encourage you in relationship with one another. We can trust the Holy Spirit's work in people's lives. We really can. He who began a work in them will, will bring it to completion. <laughs> we can trust the whole, But how many of you know, when we see things in people's lives, what goes off inside of you? Anxiety. It goes up and, where's the Bible verse <laughs> that I have to share with you, that I've got to tell you about and, 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 and really give it to you this time? <laughs> well, you know, well, if I was in your case, this is what I would do. You know what you should do? You should do this. You should do that. And, uh, well, you should, you, uh, you know, I don't mean to be vulgar, but I think sometimes we should on one another way too much <laughs> uh, of, of you should do this and you should not. Now, are there shoulds within scripture? Almost certainly. <laughs> yes, most certainly. I mean, we see here of how we ought to walk and how we ought to live, but it gets to be a very messy thing as we not walk in humility and gentleness, but pride. Several years ago, I walked into a woman's room. No, that wasn't years ago. It was not too long ago. And the room was dark. I walked in. She wasn't laying down in her bed, but she was balled up. Sitting up, balled up in her bed. And as I came into the room, I, I didn't even have an opportunity to announce myself in the sense of who I was or anything like that. And she just began to unload anger, frustration. She was in the midst of chemotherapy. And she was just, it was a full-on vent. And then she looked up, and she and it was all like she caught herself for a moment. And, she, and I looked around the room, and I kind of seen, okay, she's got a Bible over here. There's... Okay, there's little cards over here, kind of Christian-looking cards. Some people had visited her. So kind of trying to kind of figure out who am I talking to and who's talking with me. And, and she looks up and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, who, who are you? And I said, oh, my, my name's Matthew. I, I, I'm one of the chaplains here. And immediately we went from this place where she was at to, oh, oh, chaplain, come on in. The smile went on. Everything went on. And, oh, come on in. Come sit. Isn't God good? (laughs) And she began to tell me all the things that she felt like that she should tell me. Well, you know, oh, isn't God this? and And all the things that she was saying was absolutely theologically correct. But as we sat there, I said, you know... You know, it's really okay to be angry. She stopped. What what do you mean? And I said, do do you kind of even know where our conversation went? We were where you're at, and then when you found out that I was a chaplain, you started talking about how good God is. And and I believe God's good. I do. but, But you know, it's okay to be who you are right now. And she goes, well, but and then she started talking about her church life and how her friends have been really trying to, you know, basically what they're doing is they're coming in their room and tr- trying to do what they thought they should do as they come in with their Bible and giving her all of these things. of, Oh, don't feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> and uh, 
I said, sister, this is one of the reasons why I love the angry Psalms. She's like, what? I said, let's go look at the angry Psalms. What do you mean? I said, well, the Psalms are God's, this is from God's word, and these are songs that God teaches us how to sing in every season. And he gives us words. God in his kindness gives us words when we don't have them. And he gives us words to say, God, where are you? How long, O Lord, will you not hear me when I call out to you? Where are you, God? Now, if you were to take that and take theological statements from that, well, the theological treatment of that is, well, in the midst of suffering, God's nowhere around and he doesn't hear suffering people. Is that true? Well, no, of course it's not. But God in his kindness gives us words to express. He's our father and how kind he gives. Uh, he gives me words to speak back to him when I'm in the depths of it. You know, this is where I, I guess to summarize this particular rhythm is this. It's okay to give people space to grieve and to give people space as they're walking through things. Everybody's got to walk their own journey, friends. <laughs> Everybody, you have to, even in our corporate lives together, you have to relate with Jesus. I have to relate with Jesus. Amen? We have to. You have to do so. And I, there's been several times where, you know, I've, I've sat and I've given people all that they should do. And then they go out and do the exact opposite. <laughs> and then in the midst of their journey, where they're walking, they learn something that they could never have learned. And they become effective in unique ways in the kingdom of God that I, I could, could, would have never happened if they would have just listened to my you know, pontifications from on high. But of walking with and, and being with. Now again, it's not to say, hey, let's just all throw it up. But we have scripture, but it's, it's talking about how we walk with one another in humility and gentleness and patience and caring for one another in these ways. Of that, that if God himself, even within the Psalms, gives grace and space for the sufferer, hey, that's, that's how we walk. And, and that's how we live. Amen? But, but sadly, all too often, it's not the case within Christian circles. There's, there, there's pride. There's lack of gentleness. There's lack of patience. But instead, what Paul is calling us to is, oh, that's your former manner of life. <laughs> I've got a new way for you to walk. Chapters 1 through 3. Now, chapters 4 through 6 of how we walk and care for one another. Fourth rhythm that we have here where Paul says, bear with one another in love. And really, I mean, in many ways, this, this sums up all, uh, uh, some of the other themes of, of where we, we bear with one another. We walk with one another. Patient. Gentle. What, what is love? Well, I mean, we, then we go to another one of Paul's letters, the great love chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is, oh, patient. There it is again. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. Oh, now, now we have a different way of how we're relating with one another. And I'm not relating with you anymore in accordance with my anxiety and the voices within my head. 
of nervousness that you need to, but instead it's, it's coming to God's word and walking with people. Aren't you glad for Jesus who has come and walked with you and me in the midst of our stuff? Amen? Aren't you glad for that? Well, here, chapters 1 through 3, now we're called in this different way of walking. And um, walking with one another, this is slow. This is slow work. So in doing all of these things, where, where does Paul bring us in this fifth rhythm? But, but eager to maintain this unity of the Spirit. And then culminating in this bond of peace. This, the, the, this bond of peace that we have with one another. Why? Because we're doing these four points in this sermon or whatever it is. No. And this is where I, I want to kind of bring things into a conclusion here this morning. What does this bring us to? Verses 1 through 3. It really brings us to the very face of Jesus. Who says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Um, uh, my burden is light, for I, for I am gentle and humble of heart. <laughs> Did you know that this is who God himself in flesh, this is how he defines who God is in relationship with us. He's humble and he's gentle. There is no safer place to bring your struggles than to Jesus, who is gentle and humble of heart who comes and he's with us. And now what Paul is saying now in light of this, Hey, now walk in this. So in other words, what, as we walk away from here is Paul wanting us to walk away from here with mere moralism of, okay, be humble. Okay. <laughs> be patient. Okay. I'm really being patient now. <laughs> be gentle. Oh, you don't know how bad I want to smack you? No, it's instead we're drawn to a person and his name is Jesus. Aren't you glad for Jesus's humility, having left the father's side to come and be with us? Be Emmanuel, God with us, his gentleness, his patience. And he came and bore our sins in love there at the cross took my place, took your place. We now have different rhythms to walk. And it's a walk as we embrace chapters 1 through 3, coming alive in verses 1 through 3 within our lives together. Amen? Can I have the worship team come on up? And I'd like for us, just let's just bow in prayer if we could. And, um, you know, with a message like this, with these different rhythms, Okay, here's humility, here's gentleness, here's patience. Here's bearing with one another. You know, I could give you a bunch of illustrations of, okay, what's that look like? And what's that look like? But you know, to do that, we really get lost because the Holy Spirit may be doing something very specific in your heart this morning. And so one of the things I just want to ask you, and I'd like for us just to bow our heads for a moment and let's just pray and relate with God in accordance with these attributes of who he is towards us. And, and I just want to ask you a very simple question. What might be the Holy Spirit speaking to you about this morning? What might that be <laughs> of an attribute of his characteristic in relationships that you might have? 
But all the while, not motivated by, oh, no, now I have to do something. No, you, you, let's just come and respond to Jesus. Amen? Let's just bow our heads here for a moment. Dear Good Shepherd, Gentle One, Humble One, Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning. And Lord, we reflect upon even now your great humility of where you came and you bore our sin, suffering, pain in love for us even before the very foundations of the earth were laid. You came to us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your gentleness with us. Lord, there is so often our, our hearts have been so prone to go into a multitude of different ways. But, but Lord, you've been gentle. You've been patient with us. You have borne our sufferings. You've borne our sin in love. And you have united us to yourself and brought about this bond of peace, Lord Jesus, with the Father that none can separate. All because of your great grace. And so now, Lord, we come to you and we say, Lord, may we now walk in that in our relationships with one another. Lord, forgive us where we have been prideful I've been prideful or I've been rough and not gentle been, been impatient and, and, and not loving and Lord may my life be transformed by who you are we come to you this morning Jesus we love you minister to people's hearts this morning it is in Jesus name we pray amen